1: I'm your host, your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger, helping you whip your business into shape. And I am, I cannot even tell you how excited I am to introduce you to somebody who was brought to me by actually, I think, two different people in my life, Candace Rodarte, and I believe you also know Michael Whitehouse. Liz Scully is also known as the evil coach. Oh, I this. Now, her history is that she spent 20 years working on big Hollywood films. She's won an Emmy, and her work is multi-Oscar nominated. Oh, my gosh, y'all. And now she's a business strategist and a mastermind coach. And she knows, and I mean, knows business can be ridiculously fun as well as highly effective. She's Irish nomadic and confuses everyone else why she has an english accent. Who are this? Oh my gosh. Welcome to the show, Liz. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh. This is But your bio is just fantastic. I love this. Give us the so we got the the sentences, the the brief 30-second intro to Liz. Tell us a little bit more about how you go from being in Hollywood productions to being a coach and mastermind extraordinaire.
2: Yes, I realize it sounds like a really weird shit for sure. But film is about making sure your clients are happy and keep it. And your client isn't the person sitting in the cinema, obviously. It's a director. Film directors are the most stressed people because they're always working on the film you're working on, which is, in my case, I worked in post production. So they're, they're still shooting it. And they're doing post-production and then they're also doing pre-production for their next film so they have a million things going on in their brain just like entrepreneurs just like people who are selling things and your job in that world is to make sure that everything is as simplified and as clear and that when things go wrong and in film things go wrong all the time like continually all the time and you are only judged on how you deal with it the fact there was a problem the fact that something burst into flames, either metaphorically or actually physically, is fine. No one really judges you on that. What they judge you on is how you deal with the problem. What do you do mm-hmm. next? How do you unwrap that big problem and get it sorted as quickly as possible? And that is what I do with my clients by helping them make things clear, simple, concise. And I know that when I first left the film industry and started working with entrepreneurs, I found that people people would come to me and go, So I've got this problem. And my first question is always, What were you planning on doing about it? And I "I wasn't expecting a problem. Like, really? (laughs) (laughs) You genuinely thought there wouldn't be problems. Yep. I'm like, Oh, uh, okay. Mm
1: -hmm. That's a good place to start. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Oh my gosh. So going from there to now, Coaching. What's that transition? (laughs) I I first trained as a
2: coach. I don't know the the only Triassic era. How it feels? A very long time ago. But when I did that, because of course in film I was running teams, I was working with people, I was persuading people that my view was actually their view, and that they had suggested it, just like we do in coaching. Not to sound Machiavellian, but really. You want people to feel that they're intrinsically motivated when they're actually helping themselves by doing what is the best thing. Well, it was very similar. So when I did my coaching training, I sat through that year thinking, this is all very familiar. This all seems like something I know. And kind of after about a year or two, I realized I had used all of that unknowingly for years in film to get people to do stuff, to get people to work in their best best feeling, in their best aspect and for them to feel like it was coming from them. And so sort of overnight, I went from a one-year trained coach to, I think I might have been doing this two decades. So the coaching side of it had kind of been there for a long time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. And and I've seen that a lot with, with coaches in that when they go through some sort of coach training and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, I've already been doing this. That's why I'm so freaking attracted to it. Right? Like, Oh, because I went through my own coach training and realized I've been doing this. Like, so I did my training in 2017. I had been coaching since 2011. I had been using a lot of those things. And I was like, "Oh, oh, okay, awesome. So I've been coaching since 2011. So when people ask me how long I've been coaching, I'm like, well, I've been coaching since 2011. I've had my own business as a coach since 2017. Right. Exactly. So I just coached yeah. exclusively with one company for six years <laughs> and then went out on my own in 2017. So I went, more people need me. <laughs> so Absolutely. And in
2: film, most of my coaching was frankly, what I think of as the dark side. I was convincing people they wanted to work the weekend. I was convincing them that sure, you don't really want to pay rise. You just want to work eighteen hours a day on this film, this film that might win an Oscar, this lovely thing. So it was, it was, it wasn't nice. It was uh, like the dark side of coaching is probably manipulation. <laughs> this is, this is yes. a terrible place to start. But that's what I was doing. And then I thought, now, now I work in strategy, working with business owners. I can use all of those skills for good. Finally. Yes.
1: Yes, exactly. So you're, which is really funny cuz those of you who are listening and not watching this, she's wearing a <laughs> Star Wars t-shirt in the Star Wars font that says Rebel scum. So going from the dark side to the light side is just such a fabulous analogy. <laughs> and part of why you and I love each other so much cuz we have all a lot of the same fandoms. I love it. So you and I have really connected cuz you actually also spoke on my most recent summit, so the March 2023 summit, and talked about masterminding. And this is something that I've been aware of. I think I participated in my first mastermind in 2012, maybe 2011. I didn't know that's what it was, but then really got introduced to the idea in 2013 when I read The Success Principles uh, by Jack Canfield, because he talks about masterminding, right? And I've been in a number of masterminds since they aren't always called that per se. It's sometimes a coaching program that includes a mastermind component to it, et cetera, et cetera. But you trained, you do things a very specific way with masterminding. So it's fantastic. And the reason why I wanted to have you on the show is to, first of all, introduce masterminding to any of my listeners who haven't heard of it. So let's start there. What is a mastermind? Always a good question because as you say, there's a lot of things that are masterminds that don't tell you they are. There's a lot of
2: things that say they're masterminds that frankly, no. That's mm-hmm. not a mastermind. That right. is just a bunch of people whining about things together. <laughs> good. So a good yeah. mastermind. So actually, all masterminds have these three elements. So it's a group of people who meet regularly. So you might meet, even if it's just a one-off, there's that that day you are there for certain. You are all in. But most of them meet regularly, even if it's a couple of times a year, or my groups meet every other week. So there's that feeling of continuity. This is what I'm here for, and I've got a group of people that are going to support me. You ask questions and get answers that you then create goals for. This is the clue, people. You make a plan and you agree to do it. So even if it's just a one-off mastermind, you guarantee that you are going to achieve the goal. And it's that continuity, that feeling of having stood in a room and said, I solemnly swear, that feeling that it's going to happen. Now, a lot of masterminds that aren't very good are they miss this point of that feeling of a little group of in the nicest possible way, a little peer pressure, that you're going to achieve something. Because if you're meeting actually weekly or monthly, nobody wants to be the person who shows up and goes, Yeah. So all of those goals. We all agreed and you helped me so kindly formulate. Yeah, I haven't done those. No, nobody (laughs) wants to be that person. So they get done. Simple as that. Yeah,
1: I love that. Okay. So yes, that that definitely based on that definition, I've had some groups where I've been a part of that was a mastermind. (laughs) They didn't call it that. And there's been other things that I've been a part of that was called a mastermind that didn't do any of that. So, oh my gosh. Yes. Love that. Now, you and I determined before we hit record on this, that you and I do our masterminds a little bit differently. So I'm fascinated to hear your part and then we'll talk about mine. So how did you decide to start getting into masterminds and how do you do them evil coach style? <laughs> Mind. <laughs> I actually
2: own that, I own that domain just because I wanted to be in always evil. So Um, When I first found out about masterminds, I was living in India and I had been working for DreamWorks. It was was just at the point I left film and started working in strategy. And I heard about them. I thought, this sounds great. A supportive group that helps you do stuff and you can ask questions. I want in. But of course, 10, 15 years ago in India, yeah, that wasn't a thing, really. So being a type A personality, I found out about it, imported it to India, set up a company to do it. And at that point, I was, I cannot emphasize enough, clueless. I had no concept of how to fit it together. So I tried in-person masterminds. I tried show up and see how we go masterminds. I tried very carefully curated groups. And I worked through all of the different iterations and came up with the system that I use now where we meet every other week, We're in for the long haul, it's the same people all the time. And that's a big part of where we differ because... Having run them not just for myself, but trained people how to run masterminds and run them for other coaches, I've seen a lot of um, less, than, less than great masterminds. And there are a few things that always seem to be the same kind of problem. And one of them was a the thing that I know you do, and I'm very impressed at I'm very keen to hear more about this, which is I'm very careful about the curation. Once you're in, you're in. It's like the Hotel California. Once, once you've joined, <laughs> you get out till the end. We set a goal for the whole time we're together, and you will be working towards that. It's normally in my world business growth. So we're we're working on you you not being burnt out and your business growing. Lovely thing. But I know that you you don't have the same people each time, and I'm I'm very keen mm-hmm. to find out more.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. So the way I do it is it is an opportunity for me to bring together people who I see as very successful in direct sales, network marketing and multi-level marketing, right? Cuz and I I put all three out there because different people associate with different with each of the different terms and and compensation plans or business model, right? So the people that I'm bringing together for this, I'm a, here's what's interesting. I'm a big believer in the universe will put all the right people in the room who are supposed to be there. Yes. Right. And those people are all there because they needed to meet each other. Right. So the invitation it you know, so I choose who gets invited to it. Yes. So there is that, that element of curation. But what I share with them is I understand we all have busy lives, different things going on, different availability. So I've created a group Calendly link where people can then choose a a pop-up mastermind because it, it's a one-time invitation. Like you said, sometimes it can just be a one one-off mastermind because I'm basically kind of checking these people out in a deeper format because I've maybe interviewed them on my podcast or maybe I've, you know, been connected with them through this other way, or maybe it's someone I've known for 12 or 13 years, but I haven't been able to hang out with them in a few years. And so I want to bring them back into my world to say, hey, what's going on with you? How can I help you? How can how can the other people in the room help you? What questions can we answer for you? Right. So there is that little bit of curation as I'm choosing who gets the invitation, but the universe curates the rest of who shows up in the room based on which time slot they pick, right? So I've had about three pop-up masterminds in the past four weeks. And because I sent out an invitation saying, hey, I would love to reconnect with you and I'm doing this thing. It's just for top tier leaders, people who I know are doing really well in the industry. And I want to bring you all together. Now, I don't know who's going to be in the room because your availability is, you know, it is what it is. So here, click this link and go pick a time that works for you if this is something that's interesting to you or reply back to this with any questions that you may have about this. And then you can sign up. So (laughs) I go with the assumption that they want to be a part of this because what successful person doesn't want to talk to other successful people? Exactly. Right. Exactly. That's something all successful people have in common is we want to talk to successful people. Like, how are you doing it? How can I tweak my process and et cetera, et cetera. Right. So that's how I do that. And then I'm, I'm, you know, utilizing this. So I'm going to pull back the curtain, you know, (laughs) on so you guys can see kind of behind everything or or, as we sometimes say in the world, I'm going to open the kimono and you can see everything. Right. Um, (laughs) You what? Oh, you don't like that expression? (laughs) For you, I don't mind. Obviously, you know, behind your kimono,
2: fine. But sometimes then I like just, people use it, oh, no, keep the kimono closed, my friend. Oh, no.
1: Right? At least my, behind my kimono might be a corset, you know? So. Could, I'm here for that. Definitely. Right. Amen. Amen, sister. Oh, my God. So, but I'm using the mastermind really to kind of see who might be a good fit for joint venture partners. For affiliate partners, they might be a good fit for a a coaching client, right? Because I don't just take anyone who wants me to coach them, right? Because I'm not always the best fit. Because once I find out what their issue is, I'm like, oh, well, you don't need me. You need, insert this other name here, right? Because I never want to take someone's money and time and investment knowing that this other person is a better fit for them. I would feel awful. That is not on that's not in alignment with who I am and what I want to offer. And so by my best way of helping these people is by getting them in a room for two to three hours. And and by room, I mean a Zoom room because we're literally all over the country and in some cases all over the world because I'm pulling people from Australia and Canada and the UK and all over for these events. And it's really interesting because the, the people who come together, you know, I'm able to then go, oh, this person might be a great JV partner. Like, so let's connect. How can we collaborate and and do more good in the world together? So like you and I are doing right now, talking here on the podcast and getting you on my summit because more people need to know about masterminds, right? So that's how I do mine differently. How do you curate yours? Because now I'm like, okay, so how do you get people in the room who already know each other? Like, I'm so confused about that.
2: <laughs> so so when I curate a group, what I do is uh, during the sort of sales enrollment part of the the point, because my masterminds, they're either three or four months long or a year long. And most people stay with me for year on year on year, often four to six years. Um, but each mastermind is a discrete Period of time. So at the moment, obviously, we're at the end of the year when we're recording this. So there is a January 2024 enrollment. And those people we spoke about back in September. And I care for, I think of it as like sort of building a flower arrangement, a bouquet, that kind of feeling of you put people together that have things they can give the group experience and skills. And then they're also going to get the things that they need. And a really tightly woven group. Everybody is giving at least three or four things to the group with their experience and how they fit together, but they're getting at least three or four things as well. Now that's very difficult to do, but my groups are tiny. They're little intimate groups, and they're either four or six people. And people get that same support. And part of what is lovely, so the heart of a mastermind is you get to ask a question. And that question, your your hot seat, your spotlight, whatever you want to call it. Yep. At that point, you ask your question and then in the nicest possible way, you are quiet and people give you advice. And the, that's the same for both of our masterminds. That is the core of the mastermind, that that getting your yep. questions answered. And for most of us in business, we don't have a place where we can go and ideate, somewhere that we can go and think. Mm-hmm. Our partners, our loved ones, our friends, they're sick to death of what we do at work, frankly. They have to hear one more time about that sales <laughs> cycle or the landing page or the thing. They care about us, obviously, but they, they, yeah. they don't want to think about it. Yeah. Whereas, as you say, you put a room full of people together that all have different views, but in my case, really know you. So you're looking for a sort of that your group is curated, even though it's not curated the way my groups are, because right. you were picked to the right people. They're, they're already drawn to you. They're already in your world. So In your world, I'm guessing that when they ask a question, the people in the room, they all bring their own experience, their 360 view, everything's great. The same in my world. The addition in in my mastermind is that you've also got somebody going, at the beginning of the year though, didn't you say you were going to concentrate on XYZ and here you are running after that giant shiny new idea? Because I know entrepreneurs, sales <laughs> stuff, all oh, people want to think about, it. oh no, the new thing. I just want the new thing. So to have a room full of people that very gently can say, you know, maybe this isn't what you want to be doing. Also, maybe you could take a weekend off, you know, just think about those things, get some sleep, have a think about it. And it is so helpful. So I guess what I really value, what my groups really value, is that feeling of, Oh, actually, no, you do understand me. Oh, yes. That cyclical mm-hmm. nature of business. To have someone who said, well, I masterminded with you last year and actually the year before, and you always have this problem. Do I? Yes. Don't you remember? Uh, oh, yeah, no, you're probably right. So same thing, slightly different music.
1: Oh, I love that. And, and I, I think that's really the key between effective masterminds and ones that call themselves masterminds, but aren't really because they're not the difference is the facilitation. Yes. Having someone who knows how to facilitate. And because the very first mastermind I was a part of, we had a coach who kind of threw the three of us together because we were all three brand banking new in business and none of us had money to do anything. So she said, here, you guys get together and start holding each other accountable and blah, 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 blah. And I ended up, because I was the most experienced in Group facilitation because of my background, I ended up facilitating that little, what I now know as a mastermind, right? And helping each other do those things. And we had notes that I had notes that I kept <laughs> saying, here's what we talked about last time. Here's what we talked about three months ago. <laughs> like we could review back and be like, wait a minute, we've already talked about this. Did you do that again? Like you're seriously, like you said, the facilitator when They are really good at what they're doing. They they they're looking for those patterns and they see those patterns and they're going to lovingly call them out. Right. We're not going to beat people over the head with it. Well, I don't know, evil coach, maybe you. (laughs) What's that? Only if they ask for it. (laughs) Exactly. That's the key. Right. Um, But in most in most cases, because I've I've done this with some of my own coaching clients, too, because they've been with me for so long. I'm like, don't you remember? (laughs) Like when you said that, I was like, oh, I have one client in my mind right now who comes to mind that I've said that to her multiple times because she's been with me almost from the beginning of me going out and coaching on my own. So, yeah. Absolutely. So the facilitation pieces is incredibly important. And you've done the work by trying all the different ways and and you've made the mistakes and found what works and, and all of that fun stuff. So for somebody who's listening right now going, oh, I like this idea of a mastermind. How do I find one? How like, what do you recommend for that piece Is if they're now saying, I think I need a mastermind in my life? Well, first of all, yeah, yes, yes, you do. You do need a mastermind of some sort, for sure.
2: They are the best. I know my business grew very quickly because I, I was in a mastermind. I was running masterminds and also I was running a mastermind business on the side. So your, your mileage may vary on that. But I know that listening to other people in a similar position go through similar problems and often it is like the throwaway comments that make all the difference so if you want that obviously uh, mr google is going to help you with that stuff and then because there are a lot of really not very good masterminds the thing to do is to get a a recommendation see if any of your friends are in a mastermind see who has Mm -hmm. good things to say and of course if you follow a coach and they mention they've got a mastermind and you trust them, like you and your pop-ups, if you want that, then that's the moment to, to pick it. If you look at someone's social media, if you, find, you, know, you Google and you find a mastermind, and then you look at their socials and think, ah, oh, this person is not for me, then you know listen to that intuition. That is really mm-hmm. the big key. And, and all curation and all choosing who you work with comes down to that gut feeling. Does this feel like a good place? I would also suggest you really want to work with someone who has done it before. Absolutely brand new people or people who've had no training. That's how you end up in those terrible masterminds. I've sat through, because of the nature of my job, I've sat through so many people describing their mastermind, talking about ones they've run and what worked and what didn't work. And over and over again, people have said, I kind of knew right at the beginning it wasn't the best fit but I really wanted it to work. So I did. And even actually right, right down to, it's a terrible thing to admit, but a lot of the reason that I have a training program on how to run masterminds is because through January and February of many years, friends of mine, good upstanding members of the coaching world would come to me and go, I've got a mastermind starting. I filled it. It starts in three weeks. I haven't got a clue what to do with it. Would you, would you show me how to do it? Earth did you how did you sell people on something that you didn't know how it worked? So be cautious, my friends. be cautious,
1: yeah, absolutely. it's It's definitely a buyer beware, right? because a a lot of a lot of masterminds do, especially the the really good ones do have an investment piece. You are investing in the growth of yourself and your business by being a part of this. And so there's a financial and time investment because. You, you can't do an effective mastermind in an hour. No. No. no I mean, with with four to six people, you know, and, and it's got to be small. Like, if you're part of a, and I'm putting air quotes around this for those of you who are listening, if you're part of a mastermind and there's 100 people on the call, bullshit. Yes. Bullshit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. If I may, the very worst mastermind I ever
2: heard of, and, and, and I, was, I, I was just open mouthed about this, so a colleague mentioned that they were in a, air quotes, mastermind. It had 25 people in it, which again, a bit of a red flag. Uh-huh. But the key was that everybody got to speak. Their moment was three minutes long and a bell rang when their time was up. So they didn't get to speak to anyone. They didn't get a question answered. They just got to blurt their accountability of their goals. It was like Pavlov's mastermind. Can you imagine how bad it was
1: that no that's an accountability group that is not a mastermind exactly it's not even a very good accountability group right like come here and get basically verbally whipped if you <laughs> not do your thing right like that's what it sounds like that's not a mastermind right that because the the key piece in all of that is in and i I don't think we've addressed this necessarily is the history of the mastermind. And I, I think it was what Dale Carnegie or, or Napoleon Hill or Bernie one of them yeah. right, that first really talked about it in in literature. The point of it is the fact that all of these brains together become the mastermind. It's everybody together that those ideas that come out are so much better than what any one or two of you could have done on your own. Exactly. We are more than the sum of our part. We come together
2: and having also just that moment. My, my masterminds are two hours on. Taking twice a month, two hours, so four hours a month to simply think about your business and to help someone else's business. It frees up your mind in such a way. And some of the very best coaching, the very best ideas I have ever seen is When somebody who knows the other people in the mastermind gives a piece of advice, so in your pop-ups, that moment, people will hear themselves give a stunningly good piece of advice. And there'll be this sort of, "Eh," where they kind of slow down and go, oh, maybe I should do that in my own business. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe you should. Because we can think about someone else's business. I think of it like someone's love life. You know, you can look at someone else and think, "Oh, that couple." No, no, no. I can see why there's a problem there. I can see why they've got a. Oh, yeah, very clear with someone else. And in your own life, you're like, "No, I don't. I don't see any problem at all." What? What? You just can't see it. <laughs> Whereas, it's exactly the same with someone's marketing. You can Look at someone else's marketing. go, you know, that's your problem right there. But you can't see it in your your own business, not at all. Mm.
1: Oh, the number of times when I've been in a mastermind and somebody has. Said something to me during my portion, uh, you know. Of uh, and I, I remember when you said earlier, you know, the uh, the important receiving part is to just sit and quietly receive from everybody. The number of times I've had people gift me an idea, option, thought, their viewpoint on something, and I've had a facepalm moment. Because I've said that exact same thing to one of my own clients, right, or to another business person that I was masterminding with. Oh, you should just do blah 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 blah, and now they're coming in what I call Jenny Bellingering me. <laughs> How dare you? And thank you at the same time. <laughs> Moment, you know what I mean, like. It's so interesting when that happens because it's like, oh, yeah, uh, one finger pointed out, three pointed back at me, right, <laughs> um, as part of that. It's it's a huge piece for the the benefit is to, yeah, just sit and receive.
2: Absolutely. And, receive. and we just can't read the label inside the jar. Like, <sighs> like everyone else can look at it and go, oh, I see what your problem is. And you're sitting there going, I, I, what? What? Explain it to me. And a mastermind will do that week after week, time after time. And it is, I have to say, my job is basically sitting in rooms with smart people, listening to them give each other advice. It is just the best thing.
1: Right. I I love it because then I'm, the nice thing when I'm doing the masterminds is I'm not the only brilliant person in the room. You know, it's, I don't, there's not that pressure, you know, whereas like, for the program that's launching by the time that you guys are listening to this the sales accelerator program will have launched right and one of the aspects of that program is a Q&A call which means i'm the expert so the pressure is on me and i feel that to the core of my being that i'm going to do my best to give the best answer and if i don't know the answer i will let you know i will be honest right but when I'm in that mastermind setting, I can be like, okay, so now it's time for who has clarifying questions, who has the the offer of support, the ideas, the whatever. It's so freaking great, and I'm also at the same time because the advice, the the one of the other brilliant hidden things that comes with a mastermind is the the uh, oh, what do they call it? Borrowed benefits, right? Because the advice is being aimed at Liz right now. And so we, as the other people who are not giving said advice or receiving said advice, we receive it differently. And we go, oh, that's a really good, I should be doing that too. So we'll take our own notes and get the borrowed benefit of the other person <laughs> getting that advice. Yeah. Absolutely. One of the things I see in,
2: again, over and over in my masterminds is one person will be saying, really good at doing cold outreach or networking or doing something, and they are weak in another area. So they will get continual advice to, to make their weak part together. But as well as hearing that advice, the rest of the mastermind is also sitting there going, oh, but Jenny's really good at calling people. Maybe I should do that. So in the nicest possible way that, that not only are you hearing good advice, but you're being just gently nudged to improve the bits that they're good at as well. I, again, I've just, I've just closed out some masterminds and some of, the, some, of the, some of the yearly end stuff was, well, I look at X and I realize mm-hmm. I could do better, but I'm also really encouraged that they, they look at me and I know that I'm helping them along. So that group dynamic, it's so helpful because as business mm-hmm. owners, there really aren't many places where you can be yourself and open about the things that aren't working and get advice and hear other people getting advice. Because as you said, basking in that world where it's perfectly reasonable to spend two hours talking about sales or marketing without everybody rolling their eyes at you. I know, I know I'm slightly guilty of my friends going, what again? We talked about this. Stop it.
1: I, um... Yeah. When you were talking about that, I was like, I don't know anybody who is watching this on YouTube. They probably saw me going, "Okay, I'm (laughs) squirming. Yes. Because, you know, yes, a number of my friends are in the world of entrepreneurship. And I've started in the past year or so expanding my circle and having friends who are not entrepreneurs. I know. And now I'm like, until I started hanging out with non-entrepreneurs, people who have a a typical 9 to 5. No judgment, nothing at all on that, right? And that was when I started realizing cuz I'm like I talk about business not a lot. <laughs> Okay. Mm. Like all right, I need to find other things to like that's my obsession is my business, right? And we as entrepreneurs, that is our obsession, our business. So Having the mastermind is a place where you can go without guilt and talk all the business you want. Oh, that, it's, just, it's a lovely little sort of eek, nerdy
2: space where you could get asked the questions that make all the difference and get support and get that feeling around it. And as you mentioned, running a mastermind, which is, which is also obviously what I do, but it's also what I train people on. Um, the lovely thing is you can't prepare for it. You know, if you're doing a training, you have to have slides and you've got to lesson plan and you're all set. With masterminds, you don't know what questions they're going to ask. Right. So as long as, you're, as, as you're, you turn up on the call, like 30 seconds before a call, I'm normally running about trying to get a t-shirt on. As long as, I am, as, long as I'm dressed, frankly, just for the waist up and facing the camera, you are good to go. And because there's a room full of people in there with you, when someone asks a question, you speak last. They get to add all of their stuff. And if for some reason you can't think of anything to add, so you can say, what a great group. Everybody here, this is a wonderful point. This person mentioned something great. So you can just bask in how fantastic that your clients are without yeah. having to have to come up with something. And I know for a lot of my newer mastermind clients, that, that is such a relief and such a delightful, positive thing. Because even if you just go, so what a great group are yeah. you all clever? <laughs> right. You've done your part, right? And there's no homework afterwards. So lovely. I mean, it is for the clients. Obviously, they need to go and do their goals. But
1: for you, no, you're all done. Right. I Exactly. And I, I love that piece. I mean, I do take notes for what everybody says. And so that way, me as the facilitator, I can come back to it later. But yeah, it, it, unless they've asked for a specific accountability, that there's no homework. It's great. <laughs> As, right. yes.
2: as the, as so the leader. Great. So hard I love uh, it. And yes, I take notes as well. But at the end of the session, I'm done. Woo-hoo.
1: Yes, exactly. It, and that's brilliant. Uh, love this. Okay. So yeah, those of you who are in my network, get ready for more masterminds coming forward. Oh my God. Yes. So much fun. They're so effective as well.
2: Because if you've never heard of the concept before, you might be thinking, well, it's just so it's just a group where you talk about business and ask a question, that doesn't sound very transformative, but it's the same way as therapy is just two people talking about a problem. Mm-hmm. That can change your life. Coaching can change your life. It's just a conversation. Masterminding is the same. When it's done well, which obviously yours is, mine is, your mileage may vary. You've got to be cautious who you choose, yeah. but as long as you choose a good group, Then you are going to get this amazing acceleration and you get the benefit of not just you and your coach, but a whole group of smart people helping you move forward. A
1: game changer. Love this. Okay. So we could talk about this forever. I mean, there's so many different pieces and you were on the summit in March of 2023. There's a really good chance I'm bringing you back on the summit for 2024 because I freaking love you. I mean, why wouldn't I? And you've also got an amazing gift for the badass crew who are here. And I want you to talk about it. What is it that you have for them?
2: Well, I've got some more information about masterminding. This will surprise nobody. Um both ways to choose a good mastermind and ways if you are choosing to run a mastermind that you, you can sort of look at the pitfalls that you might have. So we're going to look at the 10 biggest mistakes running a mastermind, the 10 biggest mistakes joining a mastermind, because everybody wants to avoid mistakes, a couple of Mm -hmm. videos on, but I'm not a coach, can I run a mastermind and how it all fits together. So there's a little package of free videos, some downloads, a little bit of information, and here's the lovely bit. You don't even have to share your email to get it because I want the people on my list to just be people who really want to be there. So if you think, this is fine, but I, I don't want I don't want to be bombarded by mastermind stuff. You can go and just check it out.
1: Oh, I love this. All right. So Badass Crew, the link is in the show notes. And as long as the gift vault has been established by the time that this comes out, it'll be in the gift vault of all of my podcast guests who have offered amazing gifts. The link will be there as well because I know that there are people who haven't had time to listen to all 200 plus episodes so far. Kind of rude. But they would probably love to go check and see what is out there from my guests. And so I'm, I've created a vault now that has all the stuff together so that way people can check it out. And I'm going to be straight up, guys. If you want into the vault, your email Is the password to get into the vault? (laughs) But to be fair, and I also don't bombard people with emails. I it's my way of saying who's a listener of this show. I just want to know who's listening, and it's my way of saying, hey, thanks for checking out the vault. There's new stuff being added all the time, and whenever I see something really cool getting added to the vault, I'll do a blast to my podcast listeners. That's it. You're not going to get bombarded. I don't have time for that shit. I don't write that (laughs) much content. I really don't. So the gift vault, it's Liz's uh, link is going to be there. It's also in the show notes. So make sure you go check it out in the show notes for now, because I want to make sure you guys have access to this brilliant information because Liz is absolutely fantabulous. This is our fourth or fifth time that we've chatted and good golly, I learn something every time. So you guys should definitely be checking this out. And what I'm going to do to add on to this, because we did talk about my pop-up mastermind, and I do believe in the universe curating the right people in the room. If you're listening to my show, there's a good chance you're a pretty damn good human being. I'm just going to go with that. If you would like to check out what one of my masterminds looks like, I'm putting the Calendly link in for you to book in to check out a pop-up mastermind and see what happens. Because I'm a big believer that, again, the universe will put the right people in the room together who need to meet each other, who need to help each other out. And we'll go from there. So if you want to check out a mastermind, if you've never been a part of one, log in, check in. Because I found out recently a large number of my listeners are super successful in direct sales and network marketing. So, again, successful people want to talk to successful people. So check out. My pop-up mastermind, because the right people will show up. I'm a big believer in that. So Liz, this has been amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Thank you very much for having me. And people should absolutely jump
2: in on that pop-up mastermind.
1: What a gift. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Because normally for my mastermind, for you know, again and again and again, it's 497. And so I'm offering a free checkout. Come that's huge. Yes, absolutely. So normally 497. You guys can check it out one time, no cost, to see if I actually know what the fuck I'm doing (laughs) in facilitating a mastermind. Spoiler, she
2: does.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Fantastic. So, Liz, you are awesome. You are amazing. I am so grateful to have you here on the Badass Direct Sales Mastery podcast. Um, You are fantastic. And you also have an upcoming radio show and podcast. Let's let's. Do a little plug because if you have enjoyed hearing Liz here, you probably should go check out her show. What's your your upcoming show? Well, oh, thank you very much. It launches in early January. It's called
2: the Biz Book Broadcast, and unsurprisingly, it's about books and business. And it's going to be a podcast and a radio show. And uh, please come and listen to me because at the moment we haven't launched, so listeners zero, but we can only go up
1: from here. <laughs> Agreed, and. I can't, I, I, you've already been kind enough to invite me to be on the show. So I promise badass crew, if you're following me on badass truck sales, mastery, uh, business page, the podcast page on Facebook, I will announce when I'm going on Liz's show live and when the podcast gets released, we'll promote it there as well. So thank you, Liz. You're awesome sauce. Make sure you guys check out the biz book broadcast soon to be. Everywhere and in and, and all the places, we'll make sure to put that out there. And so there we go. Badass crew, you know how this goes. Stay tuned because there is another badass episode on its way.
0: Thanks for listening to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Why are you waiting to go to badassdirectsalesmastery.com? Don't make the dom get her whip.